listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, now let's get it all in perspective. For all y'all's enjoyment, a song you can step with. Y'all appointed me to bring rap justice, but I ain't 5-0. Y'all know it's Nazio. Grey Goose and a whole lot of Hydro only describe us as soldier survivors. Stay laced at the best, well dressed with finesse. Hey, welcome to the Black Houses Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we are in the house mm-hmm. on a uh, Wednesday, a Walking Dead Wednesday. Yep, yep. And somehow our streak of having guests on this is alive. <laughs> yeah, we told me we ain't gonna have no guests. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't make any plans for this. Uh, just hooked up. Just last minute was like, oh wait, I, I know Chris uh, has an interesting take on this, and uh, he might he might be around. Let me just ask, and uh, he was around, so it worked out. That, yeah, and, I'm literally sitting around doing jack shit. I feel like everybody <laughs> should know. But if you don't know who Chris is, uh, you can check him out. Movietrailerreviews.net is his website. And his podcast is also Movie Trailer Reviews. Or iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, they're always putting out great, uh, great entertainment. They're reviewing shows like Crazy, him and D-Palm. And, yeah, they be on it. Yeah, uh, are, he's also reviewing Gotham, God Bless You. You know, I, <laughs> I went through that with that's, two blood. That's more me just sitting around letting shanna review it as i just sit back and go yeah you're 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 coming along coming along to what i'm believing which is this is not a good show yeah yeah man (laughs) i actually finally pulled the trigger on that uh dvr i saw that man and uh i even hit the uh delete series do not record series oh shit that's when you know it's real in our house yeah He, he you did that right before i watched the last episode and i was like oh damn it yeah that was a I'm, moment that was a moment where i it was i was so disgusted with everything that happened while i was just like you know what what why am i doing this like there's so much show tv on right now that Too i much. love that i can't get to and i was like why why, why am i doing this to myself so just delete but um you know but, but that's you made the right you made the right move yeah, yeah that's the hard part of reviewing shows though because yeah. if they do get whack it's like okay <laughs> no, no bullshit I, there's a there's enough in gotham that you want to believe you're like it can get better yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, they, they can work on it there's stuff i like and and then you just realize it's just like they're not gonna get better <laughs> yeah right. jl coven uh said last night like the way they shoot it is beautiful Mm-hmm. but yeah and and, it, and you know how you know it's beautiful every time i see a preview for it even though i know i haven't enjoyed most of the episodes every time i see a preview i'm like oh this week might be good yeah this well you know you know the biggest problem oh sorry go ahead Karen. no i'm about to say the cinematography just the way you say the way they shoot it everything's right. happening in the background you go oh that's interesting but i'm still like fuck that show i i, I jumped ship a while ago well here's the problem there's the thing that, that gets you Yo, their casting might be the most, the best casting mm. on any of these TV shows. I mean, they're getting BD Wong. Right. You're like, oh yeah, man, I gotta watch it now. And then you go and you see they're not doing anything with the characters. Right. They got, they got my man Michael Chickles from the fucking Shield, and he ain't doing shit. You know, it's just like they got good. They have really good talent. Yeah. They just don't have the right. They don't have the talent in the writing room to to use it. 
so it's just disappointing also make you follow make sure you follow twi- uh chris on twitter he's at insanity report on twitter and uh you know make sure you uh get into all his tweets and stuff we're, we're always going back and forth on there having a good time yeah it's it's worth it and y'all talking about dropping shows nina nina has dropped the several shows she was like fuck that i'm not covering scandal no more i'm mm-hmm. not covering such such no more i haven't watched an episode of scandal and i i think i might have watched one or two episodes of uh empire so i'm i'm way behind on stuff you gotta uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta just you gotta know yourself man you yeah. gotta be able to you know if i was the main reviewer on gotham i wouldn't watch it no more either but i don't have to i don't have to do the heavy lifting right <laughs> I, just put, I just sit back and go okay right but um <laughs> yeah so yeah it's just like it, like you said there's there's enough good stuff out there that you can mm-hmm. find something to enjoy it's too it's too too much good stuff out there and before we move on i want to give a big middle finger to wsoc tv last night oh god because we was goddamn watching ages of shield <laughs> and they was in like the last few minutes and they review they revealed something major for i'm not gonna spoil it for those of you who haven't watched it yet and they fucking told us who won the mayor. I don't give a goddamn who won the mayor. You could, y'all gonna be talking about that shit tonight, tomorrow, and the rest of the motherfucking week. Me and Roger about screamed at the fucking TV. Yeah, that nigga was transforming, and then this shit was like, na 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 Breaking news! Breaking news. Oh, we want to kick shit We just want to give you the results or early. We coming up right at the break, but let's just give you the results right now. We just got it in. The new mayor is a Democrat, because they're always a Democrat, because it's Charlotte and uh, Republicans never. I was like, really, motherfucker? Really? You couldn't wait five minutes? And the how it wasn't even that long of a break, but when it came back, it was it came back right as the commercial came on. Right. Uh, Right. And and you know it was live, so it's like we you it's just gone. So like even if you did We have to Hulu it or something. We can we can get it again, but still pain in the ass is my point. You should have heard me and Roger. Me and Roger both looked at the TV like, son of a bitch. No, y'all didn't interrupt. I I, I, I saw your live tweet and I was just like I was like, I'm going to back away, man. I can't even. Yeah. We were both like, are you fucking kidding me? I know somebody thought, somebody must have been like, man, is there a game on? Right, right. (laughs) All the rage coming out of that house. Are the Hornets playing? I don't know. I know. Did the Panthers lose what's happening? But, uh, yeah, man, that that joint hurt bad. Yeah, so I had to make that, you know, before we go on, go ahead and make that public. Yeah, you get a middle finger. Um, all right. So, um, also, of course, it's the Blackout Tips, iTunes, Stitcher, and, uh, you know it's time to review the walking dead mm-hmm. um you can find us uh on itunes stitcher leave us five star reviews the blackoutist.com you can sign up to become premium there the blackoutist.com slash premium we appreciate that. everybody takes time out to do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme and today marks day 322 that bobby schmurder is locked up in jail without going to trial uh so hot niggas need to try out too yep let's get that hot justice this uh show is also sponsored it's double sponsored uh the second black guy with tips comedy audio play album is almost upon us Woo-hoo! you can get a sneak preview by checking out this video on youtube um which i believe is called well i'll put it on the website the dot and i'll make sure to put it on our social media sites our facebook group which has mm-hmm. been popping lately yeah, a lot of friends of the show i think nick jew is on this one and some other folks on this one. yeah pick mm-hmm. pick them up by liking it and commenting on youtube when i post it the hilarious album will drop soon but in the meantime you can check out the sample video uh that we're gonna put out and let me tell you it it is hilarious 
i've been waiting on him to finish this shit for like two years because <laughs> like that's the thing about voice acting right uh like it depends on the actors the roles and you you might record your part someone else comes in a month later they do their part sometimes without the other person there which is kind of weird because you feel like you're talking to the air yeah you got to mix it all together and i I feel like i have like both of us have come a long way yes we have i've come a very long way compared to when i first started i mean i think we were already doing good but i feel like you know like this is the next level for us and we put all those skills to the test so i hope people are uh you know in for a good treat man yes i'm a lot more comfortable than i used to be used it used to be like i was actually reading a book because i was like i don't know how to respond it's not as easy as it look y'all i promise yeah um so um yeah we you sound like peter dinklage when he did right, the voice right like in, in destiny right like i was just gonna gonna be like and in scene you know like come on dog i've come a long way and of course look a conduit to the sphere right oh my look at all those devils it's like yo this dude did they not pay him like no i found out yeah. um but uh for those who don't know peter dinklage from game of thrones is the voice to your um whatever that thing is your companion the ghost the ghost in uh destiny and the reason that you didn't know that is because he put no effort into recording it and that's because he recorded it the first time it with actual effort and you know like you know as peter dinklage would do as a great thespian right and they lost all the recordings no backups no nothing and they paid him a million dollars so they were like you have to come in and record it again and he basically was like all right well i'm just gonna do the bare minimum since y'all motherfuckers <laughs> lost everything i did it one time which is the required fucking thing right and and, and you mean to tell me the couple of this big ain't got three or four recordings coming on going yeah that is ridiculous that they lost that right uh this episode is you, also, oh, who, who wants to be who wants to be that guy who, who at the end of the recording of all this stuff goes um hey guys so you know all that audio recorder with peter tinklage yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh man isn't the red light supposed to be on travis uh <laughs> <laughs> shit is he in his car already like i've only lost one show i think mm-hmm. but this that's a different like that, that like uh, it, that's just me they said it's it was a like a, a eight hour day too like it wasn't like oh. a you know it wasn't like oh come in for a couple hours of course it was like a full day's worth because it's a video game there's right there's hundreds of things to say oh nobody oh, I, nobody took to see if it was turned on right <laughs> oh i know he was livid because like when you do it it's is a lot of effort you record the same thing several times it's a strain on your voice and shit mm-hmm. like that so i know he was well, looking at like motherfucker what and he's busy right and rich so it ain't you know to him it's like, like i got other shit i could be doing <sighs> all right i'll do your stupid shit again um this episode is also brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and use code tbgwt and get 20 percent off of your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com all right man so it is um what is this uh episode four of season six of the walking dead called here's not here directed by stephen williams uh who is a black man uh some shit i didn't know before uh 
looking all this shit up um and uh, written by scott gimple so you know that's like the actual writer for the show mm-hmm. um and uh actually got a 13.34 rating on here um and basically it's exactly what we thought it was going to be last week um anybody who listens to our show is probably not shocked uh people that listen to other podcasts okay. y'all was probably shocked because yeah, y'all of, y'all don't be in the know like us a lot of people was like this show is about morgan the whole show i was like no shit that's what the Wait, who y'all. who didn't see that coming you'd be uh, amazed dude, there were people on twitter they was hot they was like this you, whole show is about motherfucking morgan right using the hashtag live it as fuck like i can't believe they really gonna wow. do 90 minutes about one. i was like but that's that's the what, show has done this before right and that's what, what all the, they showed in the preview oh, come on <laughs> like why why would they do something but actually you know what i know what that was about everybody wants to know what happened to glenn mm, and yeah. some people are super duper pressed over it and you know and and you know what that's by design that's on the studio that's not mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna say it's their fault for being okay. stupid although you know partially it is um it's a lot a lot of this is exactly what the studio wanted so yeah you know it's a it's a it's a gamble like i said agent shield did the same thing where you know people didn't know what happened to andrew and you do a whole episode that does nothing with afterwards and it paid off for agent shield but it's just it was a risk i don't think people realize how risky that episode could have gone because when you end one episode on a cliffhanger then do another episode that has nothing with that cliffhanger no matter how good the episode is, some people might feel some kind of way. Right. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it was risk. Uh, so let's uh, get into it without further ado. I'll play the theme. All right um and i think this one's gonna probably go a little faster than most of the ones we've done because it was just the one story mm-hmm. um but we'll try to get into the details of it i guess first things first though i gotta ask you guys i'll start with you karen what'd you think about this episode here's not here episode four season six i love it black acting <laughs> all right uh chris what about you man um it fell flat for me but the acting i mean here's the thing when, when the walking dead is such a great show that even if, a, if an episode is not the greatest to you it's still better than almost anything else you're watching on tv right yeah. so like it i could have avoided this episode and been fine um but that's me and we'll probably get into that a little bit later about why yeah um but yeah the acting was great i mean it's it's, it's what you would expect it's, it's, it's it was it's still high quality right so yeah uh this was a sharp departure from the first three episodes and the pacing and stuff mm-hmm. but for me personally it was something that i wanted and something that i felt we needed because of how they've written morgan since he's been back it like it like it was uh, uh, one of those like um five minute snippet things that they do at the beginning of a of a of an episode mm-hmm. was not gonna get it done Mm-mm. right like and for people that are big fans of morgan uh i feel like uh they we've been waiting on this for four seasons Mm -hmm. and they need they basically had four seasons worth of backstory that they needed to catch us up on and uh i needed to feel at the end of that that there was a reason to his 
basically stupidity there's really no other way to say it but <laughs> like you like you can't just have a person being that stupid in the zombie apocalypse and just be like well he's just stupid guys that's all it is to it like mm-hmm. no you need to show your work because it does not fucking make well it did not make sense to me what he was doing at the nope. time now it makes more sense why he's doing it even though i disagree with it you know what i mean and i think i think that was the thing for me it's like I have actually well what he was what he's been doing his his philosophy is stupid. I kind of understood why he was doing it already. Mm. So to me, ninety minutes of, of seeing the backstory for it was like okay, I kind of figured that this is kind of what happened. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only thing the the issue I had with it. Um and well, there's one more other thing too, but we'll talk about it later. But again, yeah. overall, it's it's still well. This, this joint was definitely a, more about execution than right suspense. Like I don't think anybody didn't. I think we all knew at the beginning, like, okay, we know what he's about. And they and they don't waste any time, like, and we'll just go ahead and get into the scene by scene breakdown, but they don't, because they don't waste any time because Morgan opens talking to someone, and I know immediately I went, oh, he, he let that dude live. Because mm-hmm. the last time we saw Morgan, he hit that wolf upside the head with the stick and said, sorry. Yes. And I think there was a kind of a debate where people were like was that person alive did he kill him did he finally break his rule and i think everybody on the show that week we were like no he did not kill that person mm-hmm. it didn't sound gushy one. <laughs> you know this show don't it doesn't shy away from gore so why right. would it and then two um it didn't sound like he wasn't carrying himself like a man who killed somebody or broke his vow like there was no blood on his stick like it just really felt like morgan didn't take care of business which right we I, 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 not only that but it's just him killing that wolf at that point wouldn't have made sense for the, what the character was doing like all the other stuff going on and that's what sets him off to kill the guy i was like no way he killed that guy right yeah we want him to right. but i think because the show knows that they're not gonna give it to you that easy anyway mm-hmm. um so he says uh basically you said you like talking. Remember that? I remember that little chat spot. I mean, well, like Morgan says it. You said you like talking. <laughs> I remember that little chat by the fireside. You said it was like the movies. Um, Morgan got a beast ass memory. First, mm-hmm. first them protein bars. Now this shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like he still be remembering all the people's names that came to visit, like. His memory is beastly as fuck, man. I had forgot about that conversation at the fucking fireside with the whole. But like when he was saying, I was like, "Oh, that is right. He, he did say that shit. It's just like a movie, like a dumbass." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get like a a, a montage kind of like flashback because he says, "You want to hear my whole story? Well, I'm going to tell it to you. You say you want to take everything that's mine. Well, let me t- let me give you all of me." So he's basically like, "I'm going to tell you my backstory." And we start in the story in the flashback with him at that that in that small town where he was held up and on that living in that cot and killing any and everything that came around his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he had that scrawled writings on the wall and shit, um, and he's sleeping in the bed with the gun and shit, and he's talking to himself, and it's violent. Like he's it's like you don't you don't do no you don't clear you don't no no you knew you had the knife 
you had the gun i was like oh my shit like and then as he's saying this they're showing the place he was in burning so he burned that bitch down and, and just hit the road mm-hmm. now i don't know what made him leave exactly uh but he decided to leave you know um, my theory is that it has something to do with his son like maybe his son died there in that area like nah, his son we know his son died in the first season uh mm-hmm. when his wife ate his son on the right. basically on the front porch like because he didn't kill his wife that time right so they I, died I, before I, he went there okay I, I thought he was i thought it was because I, I thought he was just going around to different places clearing each area Mm. And so that's what I thought that that's was. Hey, you he does he was that and then goes to another area. He does the same thing. Mm. He clears out a bunch of uh, a bunch of walkers, clears them out, burns them, and then goes on to another area. You know? Yeah. Well, see, I think the well, this is before I think even the credits started. I think he burned first. They showed him burn down that place he was in. Mm-hmm. Then they it went to you know the commercials or whatever, and it comes back and he's. <coughs> fucking talking to himself some more and um he's out in the woods and there's like this weird camera filter where the edges are blurry and i think it's supposed it's like ptsd filter or whatever mm-hmm. yeah you know it's just it's just a camera effect they didn't use it a lot to be honest but they use it whenever he was having these like fog of war panic attack right. things where he was just killing zombies and shit so he he would he was killing zombies uh fucking them up bad you know what i mean and then taking their bodies burning burning the bodies uh he put stakes around his little campsite area and he would kill zombies that were attracted to the fire at night which also made me think he must not have been sleeping at all Ooh, he couldn't have been yeah um so he burns the walkers that attracts more walkers he fucks them up one walker catches on fire with a really cool special effect (laughs) he was like fuck your fire i like how he hit he hit the head of the zombie and then like the fucking brains came out on like an ash like like it was a cool (laughs) really cool effect well i'm not gonna lie because i saw somebody say to see you on uh twitter uh i like fire zombies uh watching them but in real life, they'd be terrifying. So I know some oh, people yes. why yes. didn't they throw uh, Rick's plan was stupid? Why didn't they throw Molotov cocktails on there? I'm like, yes, yeah, so you can have a herd of fire zombies. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That sounds terrifying. Right. right. So they could be so burning shit up as they walk. I'm like, fire doesn't even kill the zombies. Right. <laughs> you, know what makes, you know what makes zombies even more terrifying than being zombies? Them being on fire. Right. right. Then the forest on fire. They're burning up shit. Someone was like, well, the governor had pits and they used to set the fire, zombies on fire in the pits. One, those, those zombies are still alive. Yes, they, they showed were. those. Two, that's in a little ass pit. You want to clear out a whole fucking quarry? You don't There's have not- enough fuel in the world to do that. There's uh-huh. nothing about that. Uh, the governor is dead, dead. So fuck him. Whatever yeah. he said. Right. Yeah. Motherfuckers not, I don't trust anybody's plan who's not alive anymore yeah fuck that <laughs> um so um anyway uh and we have like in this montage you know he's killing more walkers he makes himself some water uh you know the origins of the hot kool-aid uh <laughs> that he's able to make by hand i saw he uh turned some sticks into spears so he could chuck them at zombies i see you at amc hotel hotel um he started tagging uh rocks and trees he put clear on one of the rocks um and uh 
it looked like also like maybe he painted streaks on his face either that or um, that's just how bad he stank but i like the streaks look designed when i went back and looked at it karen what were you gonna say oh that may be and if you really pay attention some of those shit he was some of those signs he's making on the trees rick and those crew passed those signs mm, okay mm. like that i pay that shit attention because like he was mocking on trees i was like that's the shit that rick and them packed because remember they was kind of in the general same area because he was actually going towards terminix terminus i mean terminix and terminus. They, terminus i'm sorry mm. and they were leaving so they you know they didn't really go into what you know how that time difference may have shifted uh, a little bit okay. so who knows when he put that up there and when when rick group passed that same area that he happened to be in well we also have no measurement really of how much time has passed right you know mm-hmm. he says some things but i don't you don't really know and we know whatever happened these are the events that from when he when we last saw him to uh when he went on his path to look for rick and those guys right you know i, I think that was another issue that i had with this episode yeah um and, and why i think some of the tension that we got in agent shield for doing the same thing was gone with that episode with agent shield we got it we had a time thing they they had a way of showing you the time that was passing mm-hmm. and so you knew in this one like i really don't know how much time like I'm assuming that he had to spend a lot of time from from where we're at now to where we're going to end up getting to with him meeting Eastman, Eastman and stuff like that, and the time he spent with Eastman. Like I'm not sure how much of that time was there, but it had to be significant, right? For him to go through what he had. I mean, because this is like he has serious PTSD, right? And for him to go through this stuff, he has a relapse. He goes through all this. So it's like I, I think what they should have done try to find some way of distinguishing with the time like, even if it's just changing the fucking seasons right you know yeah so that's a good point that, that's a good point we never know how long he stays Mm-mm. uh although like i said it didn't bother me because it's like four to five seasons worth of shit before he gets up with rick so like it didn't like it it would it wouldn't it didn't matter to me how long he was there right mm-hmm. i knew they just wanted to tell the story of why he was how he was and i guess i was more right. focused on that um but if there would have been a timing element to it that mattered to me like where it was like oh and then he showed up at a very specific time or something i think then i might have been concerned but uh i think they took a little bit of urgency out of it by because we already know how it unfolds anyway right right um so uh yeah this you know what this reminds me of this reminds me of when um a you know how sometimes um sitcoms and shit they'll have a uh one of the actors is trying to be like taken seriously so they'll be like you know what i'm a director episode and it, <laughs> you know what I'm and it's always like the very special blossom where joey's on drugs and relapses <laughs> and then next week it's like it never happened but it's, like it's a very like tear-jerking episode I, it felt mm. kind of like that like you know if i would have found out lenny james directed this i wouldn't have been shocked i would have been like oh okay well didn't they shoot this one at the end of the yeah they did they shot yeah they shot it out of order which is right which is funny you talked about filming it and saying that uh some of the references for other parts uh he was like am i supposed to be saying this a certain way does this have significance like why do you have me saying this shit yeah he was like cheese maker who's the cheese maker i was like well goddamn i'm glad i wasn't the only one fused going who the fuck was the cheese maker um but that's one of the reasons i love the show is because they they clearly have a plan and so many little details matter Mm -hmm. um so uh on also on the rocks he wrote um what well, well while he was freaking out again uh 
uh he was uh he, he wrote a bunch of other stuff pointless acts here's not here clear and in the letter a which keeps coming up uh they're totally trying to make that a a thing it's been everywhere mm-hmm. um he's going through the woods chilling and two white boys are following him uh and i i don't know if they didn't see the spear or they just thought he was the wrong he was the right nigga to fuck with but turns out he was the wrong nigga you to fuck with. around here boy yeah <laughs> And uh they were trying to be quiet, but you like I love how they showed a close up of his face first and you can see he was just like, Okay, somebody's following me. Right. And, and then they show the white boys creeping out the back and I was like, They about to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they ran into him a few years too early because he, <laughs> <laughs> right. he stabbed the first dude in the neck so hard yes, he with did. his spear. Yeah. The spear got stuck. Mm-hmm what a gross scene um well it was so bad the other dude was like oh, you know i don't want none yeah and it was already too late <laughs> like, like when your boy catches it and you're just like i made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> my bad dude i it reminds me i was playing ball with this uh basketball players nba players uh little brother and uh this these two white dudes were getting into it like you know just jawing back and forth on the court and so one of them takes the ball after the guy makes a call uh i think his name is desmond desmond makes a call the guy takes the ball and like rolls it at desmond because desmond's back is to him he kind of rolls it at him like not hard oh, but it definitely was like you know bouncing and it kind of bounced into desmond's leg and it was just the I, I, like i it's hard to explain i know it's gonna <laughs> sound silly to to people that haven't had this happen to him but it's happened to me before so i actually do understand it it was the disrespect not the impact of the ball right because it was just like who the fuck do you think you're throwing the ball at and desmond uh like went to go fight the one dude who threw it and so the other dude came up to try to be like hey 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 man stop and he knocked that dude the fuck out <laughs> and then the dude that threw the ball was like hold up man i don't want none <laughs> You got your boy hemmed up. You got your boy knocked out. Yo, listen, we're not friends no more, yo. Right, we can never be cool. <laughs> we ever. can never be cool. I'm trying to save your ass and I get knocked out? That's oh, what that's what happened with Morgan. Those <laughs> dudes found out they did not want that shit. Because then he gave him them bare hands. He was like, I ain't even got to have a weapon. Yeah, the spear got stuck in the one dude's neck. So then Morgan chokes out the other dude who was clearly like, we don't mean any harm, which is bullshit. They definitely meant harm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they just got caught on their shit. And he yeah. was choking and he, he was choking and he was acting so good. He was like, <laughs> he was like, you don't, you don't you know you don't <laughs> the dude's just like dying like what the fuck is this crazy black man saying we uh, really picked the wrong negro <laughs> yes he did he was like i know he marched with the king <laughs> don't tell me no motherfucking mo. <laughs> uh the, the only thing i did was i, I found curious mm-hmm. and again he's in ptsd so i can talk it up with just him being you know, in this fog. Yeah. I did find it interesting that he didn't kill them. Like, I mean, he killed them. He didn't zombie kill them. He didn't zombie kill them because, again, his whole thing is clearing. And I would have thought that he would have gone into that mode. But, I mean, again, he's crazy. I can kind of ignore that. So, But I did find it interesting. Of course, I knew. I was like, that's going to come back to literally bite somebody in the ass. Yeah, it it really made me think that um, maybe uh, 
he like for humans he was just killing them different or some shit like he right. was like they're humans and he lost it but yeah you're right he was crazy out of his fucking mind so i gave it a pass but i was like yeah that's that's odd that he didn't stab them in the brain because mm-hmm. even the odd. one with the neck he didn't stab in the brain no he didn't get either one of them so yeah. even that other dude probably came back and i'm trying to think yeah yeah no 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 so i was gonna say because I know later on there's a zombie that comes in with no, get, uh, neck all fucked up. Right. Yeah. So I was might have been home. But that was like they're too far away, so that's probably not them. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, but um, so um, then he walks into a clearing and it's a very peaceful looking clearing, and there's flowers and the sun is coming in and shit. And he says to himself, "You're still doing it, you know. You're still doing it. You know what it is. You know what it is." And they start fighting the air and shit like when mm-hmm. it, like in Boys in the Hood right before um he got that pussy. Uh <laughs> 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 like, that's the only thing missing from that scene was Neil Long. Uh but uh yeah, so he's swinging it, fighting in the air and shit, and then he hears um a goat. Before that, I, like yeah. when I was seeing that scene it was like he's do- you're doing that again. Cuz for a minute there it looked like he was actually kind of tranquil because he walks into that clearing yeah with with flowers and it was almost like he was giving himself a moment to relax yep and i think that's what he was like you're letting your guard down again and yeah. you can't do that so yeah i think he was uh well we'll get to it in a second but yes that's that's kind of what i think happened yeah that okay. and to me he looks somewhat lost like it's almost too peaceful he 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 looked like uh uh you know how um like a jedi uh, like he was just uh, there, just lost, not really knowing where to go, not really knowing what to do, or how to respond to the situation around him. So he rolls up on this goat, and it's an actual goat, a real goat, and um, it's at his house uh, that has solar panels, and it's a nice like cabin in the woods type house, like mm-hmm. really nice looking and shit. Uh, and there was like a uh some strings with cans on it to make noise probably to alert whoever's there of zombies but a human being could easily step around it so um he steps over it sees the goat steps over the fence at the uh at this house and gets ready to grab the goat to take it and then he hears a voice and somebody says step away from the goat and so then he pulls out a machine gun that he's had the whole time and I, and i for a while i didn't think the machine gun had bullets because he had been beating the fuck out of zombies with their butt of that machine gun mm-hmm. but apparently you know just don't want to make noise say the bullets for the humans i don't know but he fucking pulls that machine gun out and the person's like you know hey man just you know calm down we could talk about this and he shoots at the person and they duck behind some 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 uh brush shrubbery or something and then i don't know if this motherfucker's a ventriloquist or what but this <laughs> nigga's voice was coming from everywhere he was mm-hmm. like just put the go put the put the gun down you Yoda. can just leave we don't have to do this we can talk and it's like you know morgan's looking around and shit morgan even goes to a corner and he has a gun and you know he turns back around because it sounds like the voice is coming from the other way and right then he gets a bow staff upside his motherfucking head yes he does and he falls down and he's trying to get back up and the dude goes and it's a big ass bald white dude 
in what looked like monk clothes at, at the time <laughs> yeah, it did yeah. <laughs> like they sliced totally. that up real good like that was a huge size to put him in the monk robe yeah he looked like fucking little john and shit yo yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> <laughs> and then he knocked him out with the uh bow staff and right before he did he says sorry mm-hmm. can't get it full circle guys Mm-hmm. um so at that point you know it's pretty apparent like this nigga taught morgan how to do whatever the bullshit is like i said this is one of those episodes it's not about suspense because you already know unless right. you're really dumb unless you are really fucking stupid <laughs> you right then you're like oh so that's how okay cool so um he was and i knew that he was gonna end up knocking morgan out because he did tell him I still need that goat. I'm still figuring out how to make cheese, and white people oh. love cheese. Yes, they I was about do. To say, that's how you knew he was. That's, before you even saw any, you saw what he looked like. You knew he was white, he right? Cheese, right. but you got a goat, and you ain't trying to make a barbecue, but you trying to make cheese. So. <laughs> Come on, right? Now. Like you would, the smell of grilling would have been what attracted Morgan to my house, right? <laughs> can I get some of them ribs? Yeah, if you put that gun down, shit, you can add a gun and a spear. Right, this whole thing, this whole thing could have been could have been solved if they had some goat burgers. <laughs> yeah. But instead, ah! we have this whole thing of him teaching Aikido and right. Bo Staff and all the other shit. Some some goat burgers <laughs> would have solved, and some barbecue sauce would have solved this whole goddamn thing in thirty minutes. Go, dude! You could have gave him a plate of goat ribs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been. Shits were delicious. They would have been fine. The whole reason why Morgan has PTSD, beside the whole his, you know his his son and his wife died. Niggas <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse ain't had good barbecue in how long? Right. Come yes. on, no chicken. It's only it only it's only, you make it complete sense. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so Morgan, so Morgan wakes up inside of a cell, which I'm just like the fuck this nigga got a cell in his house right this white dude got a cell in his house did he use to own slaves what the fuck <laughs> he keeps a cell in his house i was like what kind of serial killer shit is this like you know like you run into the one white dude with a cell in his house i'm like he gonna try to fuck you dog like so, so look only you two maybe some other people who listen to this will get this but i know you guys watch white uh, uh red white last man yeah. i immediately thought back to the woman yes that, uh, <laughs> well, i can't remember her number that, that basically uh helped uh uh this, get over himself yeah right help, locked him up yes. i immediately thought of like 357 what where, where are we going with this no not 350 <laughs> the woman that made him not be suicidal no more yeah oh, i can't remember what her yeah number was, the, the like sex therapy shit she did yeah. oh i forgot yeah. what her number is oh my like, yo this dude oh. about to fuck but, morgan up oh. it puts the lotion on its skin yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to say we was about to have some BDSM happening there. So Morgan wakes up in this cell, and next to him is what looks to be two sausage patties or something, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, some slices of tomato. And I won't only lie, a, only a white vegan will make oatmeal patties, y'all. Right, oatmeal burgers, y'all. Like I thought it was sausage patties until the end when they revealed the big. The big twist is that they were oatmeal patties all this time. I was like, well, no wonder Morgan didn't eat them. Right. <laughs> I bet you them shits went seasoned. Right. Where the fuck he get an egg? He ain't got no, he ain't got no, uh, chickens to, to, to bind it together. Who doesn't put salt and pepper on the tomato? Listen, that, that's, if they, here's why they waited until the end of reveal that it was oatmeal burgers. Cause if you told us right then that it was oatmeal burgers, 
I don't even see the rest of the episode. This explains why he's all passive now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it also makes complete sense that his first words when he woke up were, kill me. <laughs> right. Because if I wake up to a vegan plate, I'm probably going to want to die. Right. <laughs> Shout out to my Eat vegans out there. meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was like, kill me. And he got louder and kept saying it. Dude was just like going around doing chores and shit, like ignoring them. Kill me. And then, uh, do uh went and handed morgan threw morgan a, a book in morgan's cell that was an aikido book mm-hmm. and morgan was looking like fuck you want me to do with this right <laughs> i can't i can't read yeah i can't kill myself with this where's rick <laughs> um, i want me to do paper gut myself to death uh so then the dude is going about doing stuff in the background he's like you know taking the goat in and out of the house he's uh killing zombies uh you know and like putting the bodies in a wheelbarrow like you know like morgan's seeing all this stuff in his cell but he's like also sitting in there eating fucking tomatoes and <laughs> and uh uh oatmeal patties i bet you all know them tomatoes are probably delicious no they weren't no salt no <laughs> tomato i noticed oh no, no salt no. you got oh, if you're gonna bad. just eat sliced tomato you gotta put a little salt little pepper on that dog come on something but, but I, something but something a little oregano at maybe? the garden they're delicious though yeah i hear you i'm just saying come on um so morgan's saying, talking to himself he's like it's yours take it it's yours it is take it you know what it is he said you know what it is a bunch of times too that was the blackest thing in the episode <laughs> you know what it is um and buddy uh brings tabitha the goat into the house and he says you shot at me i fed you please don't hurt her good night because out the lights goes to bed leaves morgan there to which i'm like if a nigga's in a cell how the fuck you gonna hurt the goat anyway so there was a couple of times where he kind of hinted that the door was open. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but I'm not sure if it was before or after this. When he's talking to Morgan, he's speaking about like, you know, we asked him like, "Where are you from?" About and he's oh yeah, figure out the this. door, the whole door thing. Yeah, it's after this. Yeah, I get okay. to it. But yeah, it was like, what the fuck? Like, how you gonna hurt the goat? Any? He's gonna call it over? Like you put the goat in the fence? He's in the goddamn cell. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah. I yeah, care and if nothing else that's another reason why he locked the door behind him because if you pay close attention every time he went in there he always locked that door it was a light little click yeah when he walked in that bedroom door right uh so and morgan kept saying something like 16 hours and 19 on the floor i have no idea what that means some people were saying that was how long he might have been out and how many zombies he killed but hmm. I, I i don't know i because he kept saying it over and he said it like after days passed like he didn't say it just one time like he said it like one time then the next time they showed him at a day later he said it again i don't know what what that meant um so uh eastman finally goes all right i just wanted to wait a little before we talked uh and he also tried to make some cheese that tasted nasty all right mm-hmm. um <laughs> He said he was a forensic psychologist and that he basically worked with prisoners and inmates and rehabilitate them and stuff like that. Um, and he was trying to make some inroads with, uh, Morgan. And, uh, he basically was like, um, what was your job or what is your job now? And Morgan doesn't tell him what his job was before the Z-Pac, but he's like, my job is to clear. 
mm-hmm. and he's like i clear i clear zombies humans whatever i just i clear gutters right <laughs> I, cl- <laughs> I clear skin blemishes whatever you need cleared i got you boss mm-hmm. uh, and so buddy was like uh that's bullshit like which i liked he just immediately calls him like come on man that's not a job that shit well, I love before when he was like yo what's your name he's like kill me that's a stupid name yeah <laughs> he had bars man right. like you could tell whatever his job was he wasn't afraid of no niggas i knew right. that much like i i heard that he had that he had that fearlessness about him because my black ass would have shot morgan right away but like that nigga was crazy but he's big and tall too so that might factor in also well he knows aikido and shit but he got shot at i would have killed the fuck out that dude anyway but it was obvious that i you know like the thing is well we'll get to it near the end but this dude's crazy too is my point mm-hmm. oh, not, like this is not a normal person's Mm-mm. behavior anyway right um so uh morgan and him have a quote-unquote conversation where dude basically tells him like look man i think nobody's evil i think uh except for one person i met is really evil and i think that you know you can come through this you just gotta want to get through it and you know you you got you know you gotta stop being full of shit and morgan's like yeah whatever man fuck you and so buddy's like all right well i'm about to go do my chores and shit holla at you morgan takes a piece of a broken zipper and tries to break out of the cell by taking apart the wood near the window mm-hmm. which i'm like nigga that's gonna take forever did that I mean, yeah like whatever the plan like it yeah. looked like it was working to get it a little loose right. but like the rest of the shit he would have still had to do to get out the cell i was like dude you're gonna be in for fucking years you gotta come up with a better can't you just fake not being crazy for a little bit it's like nigga the first step you do is oh you always check the door right but but that's that's the thing that was so funny about what dude said before Mm -hmm. about doors just like he's like well he hadn't said it yet he had said i i think i think he did though Nah, i got it in order Uh, okay but he had said but he did say don't hurt tabitha Mm -hmm. um and then like i said the other he handed them the fucking aikido book which he just refused to look at if he would have just looked in the book he would have been like oh this thing's not gonna kill me i could probably walk right out this bitch but anyway so buddy comes back in the house from doing chores which you know once again morgan's watching him come back to the house when he's trying to break out the window and shit uh and buddy comes in and he says it's ptsd uh and then morgan told him how he killed them two white boys mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny which is funny because i feel like morgan's whole thing this this joint was like i it i need to be put down like i'm not a fucking i'm i'm done being a human so you mm-hmm. can talk all this little psychology bullshit that you want to talk about but i'm going to kill you i'm gonna keep killing people until there's either no one left to kill or someone kills me mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck no more okay i'm crazy i know it and i'm not trying to change buddy says you killed a lot of people were they threatening you attacking you said not all of them he said did you save anyone and morgan didn't say anything and i think that's because it fucked up morgan's logic that he was irredeemable you know Mm -hmm. buddy just wanted to prove to morgan that you can be saved and morgan's like no i can't 
and he's like well you saved anybody he said pointless acts everybody turns and he had put that on a rock earlier right uh he says i saw a wedding ring you had someone you loved and uh morgan didn't want to say anything he said you saw it happen that's how it started right you watched you know you basically watched him die and that is how it started for morgan mm-hmm. right um twice yeah, yeah and then he breaks out the door analogy which is like basically ptsd is a door oh no ptsd is like feeling trapped and then you try to find go through a door to get out of the trap but when you go through the door you're right back in the trap and he's like you know you you can't that's why you feel like you can't get out but you can get out i can show you how so uh at this point it was pretty spot on analogy that the door is always open you just have to want to come out mm-hmm. and morgan still wasn't picking up what he was laying down so eastman just had to come out and be like uh <laughs> hey nigga the door is open right right and eastman almost started crying himself when he talked about healing and mm-hmm. like and by the way I, this guy i actually need to look the, look him up again but th- this guy plays like twisty the clown in american horror story and shit oh, oh shit yeah like uh i've seen him in other things yeah he's like yeah. this yeah <laughs> yeah he's such a like uh every guy you know what i mean so uh but yeah he um he, yeah eastman is um is fucking um you know like a good dude was acting his ass off john carroll lynch that's his name yeah i think they wanted to get somebody who looked like uh steven zagall because you know the keto shit could actually act right yeah uh yeah he's shutter (laughs) allen uh grand torino zodiac crazy stupid love american horror story ted 2 a bunch of shit um so yeah buddy can act his ass off man like when he he almost cried it's like you just knew something like he was holding something back too Uh from morgan um so then uh eastman goes all right man the door's been open it was never locked Right. and you can come out and, and he by the way morgan had just told him he would kill him and he goes you can come out i will not allow you to kill me i won't allow that but you can sleep on my couch or you can go out and keep clearing and morgan walks through the open door the open cell door and then the fucking ptsd camera kicks in again right. with the blurry vision and it zooms in on his face and it goes to commercial which is a pretty cool cliffhanger except that we know morgan don't die uh <laughs> but um basically we come back in and eastman is like my biggest fear and one of the reasons i i don't fight uh <laughs> he's one of them people that probably like you know those people that do like mma and shit but they look like terry from accounting right i don't that's like when i see mma matches sometimes i'm like that i think i could kick that dude's ass but i know i can't right because he is trained even though he has a slight beer belly and look like he out of shape but he will fuck me up right like i'm not even talking about the main obviously not like george uh, pierre paul and shit like that or or george st pierre but um i'm talking about just like a friday night mma event Mm-hmm. and he's just like yo that dude looked like he had a couple beers uh you know watched watched the game and then came in and beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> just ate some wings yeah <clears throat> like if i was at a bar i would be like fuck you gonna do old man and then i'd be on the ground like please don't break my arm sir so uh uh-huh. that's essentially what happens to morgan uh eastman whoops his ass 
uh morgan tries to grab like a poker from the fireplace he's hits his hand like it was very reminiscent of what happened when morgan fought that wolf to be honest the choreography was almost the same yeah and the thing about it is that when he got her he ran towards it his face was like fuck now he's trying to get a goddamn weapon he even said shit he said yeah, oh he just, shit that's what he did he fucking beat his ass morgan got on top of him tried to choke him dude reverse that shit uh now chris you do mma man was the fight choreography realistic in any way or was it just bullshit i mean it it, it was it was fine just because you got a guy who doesn't know what he's doing in, in morgan right so yeah it could work I, I saw morgan did try to break that uh hole from the top by putting it sliding his arm between the uh the hole that shit didn't work he quit mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like oh, okay fuck it man you got me and he finally basically broke morgan his his spirit to kill him basically because it was like i can't so fuck it i i give up so he goes uh look same offer the couch or you can leave and morgan walks back into his cell sits down and this is why you know eastman is fucking nuts yes and why he needs morgan just as much as morgan needs him and it makes so much fucking sense what what morgan does later because you're like that like that's the closest you can come to killing somebody without killing them mm-hmm. and then you were able to be redeemed from this point you do think everybody's redeemable it's not it's not okay and it's not true and you're risking everyone's life when you do that eastman at least was alone by himself risking his own life right morgan's risking the life of the group with this new philosophy right it's um, not the same so eastman um uh you know was so cool under uh fire that you know he broke that whole morgan hat on him morgan just was like i'm done sit my ass in this one fucking slam in the slammer uh and he closes the door behind him and even after that eastman leaves it open on purpose which is really symbolic and then morgan closes it again which is also really symbolic because they were just talking about the whole walking through the door come back to the same place morgan doesn't want to be out of that place that's that's true and i thought just like niggas can't follow instructions yep well you know what else it is too i don't think morgan wants to forgive himself he doesn't want to move on true. like he's stuck there punishing himself yeah definitely the next day uh he wakes up buddy tells him it was a keto that's how i kicked your ass <laughs> earlier well that's how i used your ass to basically kick your ass with the wrong momentum um and then Eastman talked about how he learned Aikido because he had with his job he had to talk to a bunch of fucked up people all the time and it broke him down. He had like eight beers. I saw he had to throw that in. You know, you know we men you gotta can't just be crying. So he he drank eight beers with his garage and started crying. His daughter walked in and gave him a rabbit's foot and said it would bring him good luck. The next day he woke up and found a Aikido. Um, place to learn and shit and he went and learned it and uh he said it'll help um and you know he said he was gonna teach morgan because he wanted to go on a trip with morgan and they weren't gonna be able to do it uh he wasn't gonna be able to do it alone um and morgan asked where was the trip to eastman said he don't know that's some white shit yo right (laughs) (laughs) that's so fucking where are we going just going guys we're just gonna <laughs> we're just, just gonna get out there we're gonna wing <laughs> it 
we're just gonna go. We're you gonna, know, we're, we're just gonna go, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome, guy. We're gonna backpack across the country. So, uh, Eastman's like, you know, in there, you know, still working on his cheese and shit. And, uh, Morgan goes, your wife and your daughter, they dead. And then more, and then fucking Eastman just goes, it was a keto. It'll help. So he don't, <laughs> he did not want to answer that question yet. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Morgan, um, when he, he gets out of his cell later that night after, uh the other guy's going to bed eastman's going to bed by the way eastman bow staff saved the terrapins t-shirt come on eastman and lear made the ninja turtles <laughs> i mean i i know it sounds a little hotepi conspiracy theory i'm not putting it past the walking dead that have done that that's all yeah I'm they saying. probably they probably did i mean yeah. they, that's kind of shit what was it was it um I think uh Agent of Shield or something like that mm-hmm. where they named some of the some of the the writers for uh, for the last episode. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past these shows. They throw Easter eggs in like that all the time. So, so yeah, that's what I was taking it as. Um so he um so Morgan gets out the cell and he looks at this kind of painting thing that he broke during a fight and it's like a child's drawing, but it's on dry board like 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 it's like a part of a wall or something and we later found out it actually is part of a wall that um eastman went and got from his old house he took a 30 mile trip in the zombie apocalypse where his daughter had written on the wall and took that piece of wall and framed it so you know he's crazy as fuck mm-hmm. um but he's also a beast because uh not too many people make that trip by themselves nope. um so uh aikido aikido bitch <laughs> Everybody need to be learning this shit. Right. Apparently, you know what? Everybody's gonna try to next year. They're gonna be right. They're Except gonna... they're gonna add sticks to the spears to the end of theirs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, Eastman is a vegetarian, but if the goat dies, he would have been a vegan. So he's glad that didn't happen. He can still get some cheese. Um, and he was being super nice to Morgan, who's still sitting in his cell, refusing to you know talk. And he said, "You're not much of a conversationalist. We gotta find some more people and shit." He's still making jokes um so he tells him i'm going out to do my chores and shit uh watch tabitha please and morgan's like not acknowledging him and so he leaves morgan in the cell morgan finally opens up page one of the keto book which basically is handwritten and says yeah keto mean not to kill people and shit all life is precious so don't you know this is just the art of kicking people's ass with their momentum but don't kill them um so uh he, and which is funny because I don't think he read the rest of the book. I think he just basically mm-hmm. wicked that shit. Like he's like, all right, close enough. <laughs> ah, that's all I need. Don't kill people. Got it. Uh, so then Tabitha the ghost make a bunch of noise outside. The cans are chiming from earlier, and we realize zombies are coming to eat Tabitha. And Morgan sits there for a long time. Yeah, he does. Thinking like, hmm, fuck that goat. <laughs> and then uh-huh, what that goat do for me? And then he was like, I do want cheese on these tomatoes. So he gets up. I think he was thinking about ribs at that time. I think he's still thinking about ribs at that time. He's like, you know what? I do want some goat burgers. So he went mm-hmm. out. So he went out there. He killed the zombie, fought it, and broke the fence, crushed the tomato plant. But he stopped the zombie from killing Tabitha. And he put it in a barrel to go. Oh, no. I think he didn't have a barrel. He just grabbed it by both his legs to go drag it out to wherever uh the other dude takes the bodies right and uh 
you know uh starts digging a grave because he realized the guys had a graveyard the guy got uh eastman has a graveyard out there he's burying zombies uh which is you know total pointless thing to do but i guess part of his chi another reason why he's fucking crazy as shit crazy as fuck there's signs about how crazy he is all throughout the episode so mm-hmm. morgan digs the fucking hole big the buddy buddy uh, eastman thanks him for saving tabitha and morgan gave him a head nod and he said progress and then morgan put the shovel down through dude in the gray through the zombie in the grave um they come back and eastman like all sharecroppers uh said thank you for saving my goat but uh you crushed the tomato plant broke my fence gotta fix that uh to which morgan's like all right whatever and he said i fixed your spear and to me it looked like he broke the spear but he turned the spear into a bow staff it's like that ain't a stain of spear no more uh morgan the next day had a shower somehow got his edge up tight i don't know if they got some clippers up in there i don't know he has a great edge up right Mm -hmm. like i don't know what that was i feel like maybe there's another extra scene where morgan keeps some some shaver electric shavers in his uh in his bag i don't know but he uh he, he came out looking pretty fresh um and then they have like a a training montage with this real like where they're reading quotes from the um um uh, like the the book of aikido and the philosophy about not killing and stuff like that which is cool but then they had this really sappy music in the background and i wanted them to go total 80s with it like <laughs> i would have really rather i would have rather it been like this You got the touch. Oh boy, son. You got the power. Yeah. Tell me that montage would be better. Somebody, hey, Dark Side, man, Photoshop that. Uh, (laughs) That shit would have been, it should have been some Mr. Miyagi 80s music, man, because they were doing like bow staff training by a lake and slow motion and then like him burying zombies and doing chores and shit like i'm gonna be honest man like i want i needed i needed a better montage yo you want yeah see i feel like better music we get a better montage right that's what i'm saying like yeah the montage works for this kind of music but it's just like if you got the other that 80s montage music going Mm -hmm. oh man you get some push-ups you know have some Mm -hmm. morgan's gonna be learning how to to sweep the the grass Mm -hmm. and find out later that that's actually how you learn to hold the bow staff right that's what i need i need some of that yo. yeah man ah oh, i wanted that show me pink the fence you know right. i wanted that oh. shit so uh but you know dude. show me pick the cotton i mean oh uh, no i mean no, it's, <laughs> for, the, for the both staff it's it's, it's aikido aikido yeah, yeah. Aikido. <laughs> show me pick the cotton <laughs> uh so they really and then they kind of ended with them sitting down talking after some learning the bow staff training and you know they do that scene where morgan gets the upper hand during one of the training sessions it's like okay he's learning <laughs> uh like they, it was a perfect mo- i just think the the music and then that talking we didn't need any of that right. just give me 80s music throw in instead of the talking throw in push-ups sit-ups chores and uh a couple of like morgan falling a couple times you know uh them running <laughs> on a beach together <laughs> that would be good Aww. oh god yes <laughs> the beach running in the short shorts yes i need i needed some beach running yo. yeah. you can't have a you can't have a good month it's either beach running 
or stairs running, yo. Yes. yes. One of yes. the two, yo. Running. Hey, you know, you at the beginning, at the beginning, it's like Morgan's falling down and shit and falling behind and passing out. But then by the end, he like finally beats him up the stairs and you're like, oh shit, Morgan knows. Um, so Morgan finally asked a $10 million question. Uh, why do you have a cell in your cabin? <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I know we've been chilling here for a while, for a couple months. You've been training me. And, uh, you know, I, even the oatmeal burgers are growing on me. But, um, yeah, uh, were you keeping slaves? Right? <laughs> Did you beat him in here? He's like, oh, that, uh, used to, uh, used to be a serial killer. Uh, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, but yeah, he was like, uh, so he finally gives him the story that he's been holding back the whole episode, which is that, the one evil person he mentioned that he did come across is some guy named Creighton Dallas Wilton, who he says sounds like he should be a politician or fucking oil rig person, or like a person that got rich. Or I was like, fucking try to assassinate the president. Right. I was like, you sound like he shot a, <laughs> he tried to shoot a politician or, or he was a serial killer. And missed. Right. Creighton Dallas Wilton. Um, what do you I say, don't Karen? Clayton Dallas Wilton's. I mean, there's just it's a common name down here in the South, <laughs> right? No, it's not. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. See. For what Grand Wizards? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, he shot him and missed him. That's what happened. Uh, so he said, "I knew." Uh, he said basically he was doing interviews with him. His job, of course, is as a forensic psychologist to tell people like, "Okay, this person's rehabilitated. They're ready mm-hmm. to move on." He said he had a conversation with this guy, and in the middle of the conversation he realized the dude was full of shit uh the whole time and the guy realized that he realized he was full of shit and he tried to kill him uh creighton tried to kill eastman eastman somehow beat him up and didn't die because of a keto and uh not gonna lie creighton does seem like a real jerk uh so after this um obviously creighton didn't get parole but he was so charming that he got connections and stuff in the prison and he figured a way to basically escape uh he escaped prison rode out to wherever uh eastman's family was killed his wife daughter and son and then turned himself into the jail uh because he just wanted to ruin eastman's life that was it he said a year passed and he was still working they they used to let him work plots outside you know that like they do with uh you know when you see road like prisoners on the road and shit mm-hmm. they said they used to let him work those things outside because he was so charming that he fooled more people to let him out again and um he said you know i a year passed and he was still working those plots they just let him work those plots he sounded pretty fucking mad right then mm-hmm. and he said i built that cell with the full intention of putting creighton in there and letting him starve to death and morgan goes and did you and he says i've come to believe that all life is precious and he said even a man like that he said, I've come to believe that all life is precious. Turn into Eugene. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. and then Morgan goes, you good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is good. He's good at redirecting that shit, uh, according to Morgan at that moment. Uh, the next day, uh, Eastman is like, we need supplies so we can go on our trip. Morgan's like, I know where we can get them supplies, but... Uh, we all know where morgan came from from before this so it's the den of insanity with them writings on them rocks and shit so uh so they go out there and morgan's getting the supplies and you know a tarp and some other shit and eastman looks around at how fucked up that scene was you know 
the burned corpses the fucking spears uh the writing writing on the rocks and he goes who did you lose he said and morgan goes my wife and son he says who you lost their names he says jenny and Dwayne." but he had this painful tremble in his voice that was like heartbreaking like it was black fatherhood moment you know what i mean we just like like i ached for morgan because that's the first time i think he said their names it is um so like it was just you know and you could tell he was like right on the cusp of just like visiting that pain again and fully relapsing so then uh of course this trained psychologist dude he sees that eastman's like all right let's work on our forms right now like we're gonna work on our we're gonna practice our bow staff shit and morgan's like not here and he says right now show me paint the fence and, and so they start doing it he goes through all his forms he walks up to him he like kind of corrects his form a little bit and he says you're gonna hold a baby again basically like life's not over don't give up and uh right about then a zombie comes through the woods and he tells morgan all right man it's on you go ahead and kill it and morgan freezes and he freezes because it's that zombie that he choked he choked mm-hmm. that that white boy to death and didn't bust his brain open so right. is that zombie back and i now i don't know how you read this guys uh i i read this as morgan accepting karmic fate like this is what i deserve like this for this zombie to kill me would be fitting and make sense because i i am a bad person and i just want to die karen what'd you think i think he just panicked uh okay uh he panicked and i guess his mind it was one of those things where it's like sometimes people like can't move you know like Mm -hmm. i killed you but you're here and instead of me responding i'm just gonna let you kill me so you just think he got scared i don't know right like he like a, almost like a panic mode where it just paralyzes you mm-hmm. and i think that in my perspective i think that's what happened i don't okay. think he that's was fine. like i'm ready to die i think it was just like a, a panic mode where you just don't move what'd you think chris yeah i was the same way i didn't think he wanted to die i think it was more along the lines of him trying not to regress to like what he had been before because that's, that's basically right. uh, your past really coming in front of you mm-hmm. and you know he's he's gotten you know easy to help him calm himself and to kind of put that behind him but here here that old life of him is right literally right there in front of him i mean he had told that story to eastman when they first started about how he choked a man right. right before i came over there so this is kind of like that coming back to him so i don't i i don't think he was dying mm-hmm. he, 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 was, he was trying to accept his fate I think it was more along the lines of him trying to come to terms with what he had to do here. Okay. He had to face it. And I think that's why his reaction afterwards was what it was. All right. Um, yeah, I think I just read that differently. I, I feel like he just, he was going to die. And I think he got pissed with Eastman because Eastman stepped in front of him and took the bite that would have killed him. And his thing was like, that wasn't for you to do. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was feeling suicidal and depressed about the shit he had just confessed to, you know, to eastman and what eastman had seen of how far he had gone like he was just lost out there and so anyway he he the zombie bites eastman morgan like goes completely back to that like 
ptsd camera shit like he's mad as fuck he's you know he's like you don't do that you know how it is tell me how it is and shit like that and then uh eastman is like man you need to calm your black ass down and uh <laughs> morgan was like nah fuck that and start swinging on him with the stick they fight even with the bite on his back uh eastman still has years of training and old man strength on morgan mm-hmm. and uh he beats morgan up and then he's like look man you tripping i'm going back with with the zombie to bury it uh you know fuck you i'm out and none of the stuff they they came to get my, right that was my only problem with that scene was that that he, he takes the zombie but he doesn't take the shit they came to get well and he knew he two, wasn't going on no trips right and then two, <laughs> two it was like i never understood like Ethan, why is you out of all the ways you know how to stop the zombie why did you think that was yes like yeah. you were just like huh we yeah that, that was better that was uh that was the second biggest sight since um that that first one we talked about like it was like it was like okay i knew y'all had to come up with a way for him to die because obviously eastman didn't show up the motherfucking uh term i mean to uh alexandria with him so we know he's not around you know what i mean that's true but um he basically put his life on the line for morgan right and 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 for me maybe this is the way i interpret it i think that when he got bit i think morgan got mad because he was like i could have done it but you stepped in not allowing me to face this myself mm-hmm. like that's how i interpret it yeah i read it totally different and i read it also as morgan was pissed because he was about to lose somebody that meant something to him again like that's his whole thing is i think morgan's going into ptsd because he's tired of losing shit so like, yep. i just fucking kill everything and he basically lost his only friend at the moment Mm-hmm. right here and and to me this tale is basically like old yeller with mm-hmm. um okay. yeah with uh buddy being with eastman being old yeller like that redeemed him and brought him back and taught him humanity and then this motherfucker gets bitten he's like oh god, god damn uh, it like i'm now i'm sad you know mm-hmm. so uh morgan uh goes back into ptsd mode he's fucking you know getting ready to get him a spear again he's fucking running through the woods and shit uh trying to clear zombies and then he runs across a a, a zombie kills it and then behind that zombie is a hippie couple and they're both having and you know they're like hippies because like one of like the the guys got like a crutch the the girl yeah i was like they was gonna get eight yeah the girl yeah, thank god yes thank yeah. you for saying that karen because i thought the same thing yeah the girl <laughs> the girl's wearing a vote for bernie sticker and then uh they both see morgan and she uh opens her bag takes out a big ass can of chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. chicken and, noodle and a bullet one bullet R- racist mm-hmm. and then she thanks him she says thank you and then they start walking the other way and then uh, morgan cried a little bit yes he did which man lenny james be acting i don't even know how he can do that he literally went from stark raving angry to Mm -hmm. crying in the same fucking scene like it was just they cut back to him and a tear comes out of his eye like that that native american commercial yeah i was like how the fuck do you do that (laughs) yo it's like it's like people people in europe just act better than us 
Yo, what is it? The uh, the, the Denzel tear, yo. Yes, mm-hmm. the, it was. It was the Denzel tear. Oh, like God. he not even he not even from here. How can you do that? So you know, they, yeah, man, they do it better than us. You know what it is though. You, it, this proves my theory from the earlier in the uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, she gave him chicken noodle soup, and he immediately <laughs> snapped out of it. Yeah. See? yeah. Then, just let him eat the fucking go. He's eating <laughs> Tabitha. Right. Brother back. This whole thing would have been over with. Right. He was. Whole that's what the with. answer was to all his questions earlier when he was yeah, talking to himself. Yeah, not keto. It's fucking chicken, nigga. You know how it is. <laughs> right. Niggas need chicken. <laughs> you know what it is. Fry that bitch. You know what I'm just saying? I had the knife. I had the fork. <laughs> I was ready to eat. Right. I was hungry. Yeah, Ethan had been like, Ethan been like, but I ain't got no seasoning though. Right. <laughs> Where is the salt? Um, so, uh, yeah, so Morgan lets the hippies live. Uh, he starts crying and it's it's almost like a romantic uh, movie at the end where like he starts running towards eastman like right. through the woods and shit. I, need, I need that music playing in the yeah. background. they had this oh. they had this sweeping oh. romantic mu- music in the background and shit oh, God. so he runs he finds nah, man we need we need whitney playing in the background right you know? <laughs> i will always love you if i could stay Yes. Right. Yeah, he uh it was a everyone falls. <laughs> but yeah, that motherfucker was running through the woods. He gets to the the cabin and Tabitha's getting ate. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Tabitha. I'm a Tabitha I'm a Tabitha truther. I'm gonna yeah. say that was not Tabitha's guts, okay. but was Glenn's guts. <laughs> and Tabitha is not dead. So I, I feel a like truther. I mean Tabitha was the goat, but mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> I felt bad because I thought when Eastman left that last time that he was just going back to fuck that goat one more time. Oh <laughs> but Lord. Apparently he was uh the bite got to him and he, he was, just, was he he did not fit the goat he got the cheese and uh on the low morgan gave the goat some uh peanut butter and celery and then the next time he ate that cheese it actually tasted better because mm-hmm. uh, he knew that Eastman was fucking the goat so yep. like, he was like yo that goat was as much prisoner as anybody else right ah! you saw he was hugging that goat um mm-hmm. so he um so then he gets there and he finally gets oh he walks through the graveyard looking for um eastman and he sees uh oh wait no i think he met eastman at the cabin and then they went to go bury the zombie mm-hmm. no he i think uh did he i thought he met him at no no he he met him at the um at, at the, the graveyard oh he met him at the he, graveyard because okay. he, he, he took the wheelbarrow with tabitha and um the, 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 there you zombie. Go. You're the right. zombie in there yeah so he goes to the graveyard eastman's there chilling obviously bitten he knows he's gonna die uh he's buying he's dying slow you know how they do and uh he's like <clears throat> um Morgan looks in the graveyard and he sees one of the one of the slabs has an uh slabs one of the sticks for the grave marker says Creighton uh Wilton uh, Dallas Wilton. Mm-hmm. So that dude is dead in the graveyard. To which Morgan's like, uh, hold the fuck up, Mister Akito. All life is precious, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you said this shit was wrong. What's his body doing out here? And um, that's when Eastman is like, Hey man, I ain't shit either, bro. Look that motherfucker's out there on them plots every day mm-hmm. i was driving down 77 and uh i got a couple hookups still with the prison and i made sure that he you know disappeared with me i put him in that cell 
and i watched his ass starve to death it took 47 days or whatever he said it was and then i came out here and burned his punk ass um to which morgan was like huh what now <laughs> what happened with the um life Akita's a lie. right this guy is some bullshit ain't it right um but it did not for me i know other people got like super duper upset because they were like the noble like he's he saved the savage and morgan's a black man and shit mm-hmm. this scene right here was the one where i was like oh no this dude was always trying he knew he was fucked up and he was always trying to get his redemption via morgan because he was fucked up like he was like this is our first ever well not first ever actually our second ever um white magical negro like his whole life purpose was just to get morgan back on the right path and that was it like which is normally reversed in most tv shows and movies it's a nigga that got to give up his life so the white man can be he can learn to appreciate what he already has right and uh they kind of flipped that a little bit um uh, which you know I, I can still see people having problems with it but it felt more to me like in this scene it was like oh you're not better than morgan like you're you're fucking you're just as fucked up and just as crazy yeah, yeah. He, he needed morgan just as much he needed to save morgan i think him saving morgan was more for him trying to like you said save himself yeah uh from all the stuff and evil stuff he's done right and what what i what i viewed what he's done with morgan and what him and morgan were doing this this whole keto thing for both of them yeah and this kind of explains how morgan is in real life it's almost like a religion right and they've gone way too far yes and and haven't understood like they didn't they're both so fucked up they didn't understand that Listen, the whole no killing thing, that makes sense most like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to kill a motherfucker. It's like uh <laughs> Chris Hardwick said it good on Talking Dead. It's kinda like addicts mm-hmm. where an addict can't even have a sip. Right. Mm. And you're talking to motherfuckers that have done some depraved, murderous ass shit, and they they can't take a sip. They can't mm-hmm. kill like Morgan start killing motherfuckers, he gonna get that PTSD shit and then everyone in town is gonna be like okay you proved your point man like right. you, you can stop killing now he's gonna be like no we kill them all like so i think that was kind of the thing and um so you know uh he tells him the story about getting the drywall um later in the house um and he tell he took you know he says um he went after he killed the dude creighton barnes he went to go turn himself into the police station but he found out basically the world had ended and mm-hmm. the police were like man we ain't got time for that shit mm-hmm. uh and then morgan goes the world hasn't ended and eastman goes progress which is something he had been saying a couple times throughout the episode um and then he basically gives him the final advice which is like yo don't stay here like i did and just hide away and shit you like First of all, next person coming might not be as nice as you, which, I mean, Morgan wasn't that nice anyway, first place. Right, which is scary. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, second of all, like, yo, we, you were alone, and that's part of why you went so fucking crazy, and probably part of why I'm so crazy. Everything is about people, everything in this life that's worth a damn, so you need to go out and find some people. And then he gave Morgan his lucky rabbit's foot, which I'm like, how lucky is this shit? Did you get bit? <laughs> um and we know that morgan got the bullets and the google cakes or whatever that shit was called that his daughter Eastman's daughter had um 
because those are the three things that he put on the altar of the church uh when he went to gay's church at the rick mm-hmm. um yep and then which which is funny because now that i know the backstory in hindsight that was a huge moment of faith for morgan to give up his three precious items or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um because he just wanted to find rick in them so bad he basically was just like jesus please help me find this white man uh and uh so then all this happens and i almost and this is how intense i was into this episode and this shit happened to me twice i fucking forgot this was a story he was telling to the wolf dude right i didn't i didn't even realize it was a story he was telling to the wolf dude like he just comes back he's like so now you got it and i was like who the fuck is he oh that's right um, this nigga he didn't kill him <laughs> you didn't kill this motherfucker right. like, like i was still i was still mad but now i had more understanding and the wolf dude was basically like yeah um first of all i ain't about to that shit ain't gonna work for me okay second of all <laughs> right second of all i'm cut on my side and i'm gonna die soon because i came here to get medicine then y'all beat us up and now i can't get the medicine for my infected wound um and morgan's like look man anybody can be redeemed all life is precious uh and he leaves the house but he locks the final door like he doesn't lock the inside two doors but he locks the final door which i'm like you know that motherfucker gonna get out that screen door morgan right um and right as he locks the door we hear open the gate and it's rick and the way i know it's rick is because i keep my clothes caption on baby right and it just it said rick it said rick yells open the gate so all right man what are y'all looking forward to next week uh personally i'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing um maggie go find glenn's um walker body so yeah me too uh karen what about you i'm looking to see how um ricky 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 get out of that uh zombie circle he was in on yes. the side of the road in that in that uh not suv but uh rv rv trailer he was in doesn't it feel like we're gonna get the same thing where um they're gonna cut to like 30 minutes of the next episode will probably be him escaping the zombies and then that open the gate part won't happen till like halfway through the next episode or something you know what i'm saying yeah like he like they like just gonna start with him being like open the gate they gotta start with like how the fuck did he kill them zombies right there's a lot of them over there yeah 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 it's a lot of yeah yeah because it was the other half of the herd yeah so that's gonna be interesting and you know i wonder and this is just a theory i wonder is it gonna be one of those things where he's coming and they're behind him i don't know let's get to these emails though let's do this uh simeon writes in hey rod karen and guest I just finished watching The Walking Dead and I wanted to participate in the discussion this time. I really like like this week's episode. It was nice to see how Morgan got to where he is now since the last time we saw his crazy ass. I know I wasn't the only one that wanted to know his story, but part of me wishes it came at a different time because last week's cliffhanger had me freaking out. Well, this is what uh this is what they doing. Mm-hmm. Told you they was gonna tease this shit for a while. Anyway, the way Morgan was like I said, if this show has jumped the shark, it won't be because of the cliffhanger it'll be because of how they teased it out like right. this is the first time they really let us know like oh we got you by the balls right instead of just letting the story tell itself anyway the way morgan was acting in the beginning of the episode was so good which by the way i just gotta say if you were okay with the glenn cliffhanger i don't understand how you can't be okay with this episode because this is basically an extension of the same idea which is we're gonna tease this out as long as possible we're not going to tell you we know that you want to know 
we're gonna make you fucking wait for it and if they if they had the freedom to write that fucked up glenn ambiguous ass ending then why can't they have the freedom to, to do this i don't understand uh anyway the the way morgan's been acting in the beginning of the episode was so good he plays a really convincing crazy person that i would see on the bus back in the day Aww. one of my favorite parts of the episode was when eastman or master splinter as i call him left <laughs> left the door to the jail cell open as to say as if to say you can come and get a second help and an ass whooping anytime you want it was <laughs> it was interesting to hear about how his wife and kids were killed and for the part for that for the part of the episode we were led to believe that he forgave the killer later on we found out that he caught that nigga and watched him start to death he must have read the art of peace after the whole thing <laughs> yeah he skimmed through that shit lastly there were a few ninja turtle references in the show morganatello carried a bow staff like donatello the character eastman was of course an analogy to master splinter but was also named after yeah what kevin eastman eastman and Lear, uh of the uh tmnt he also had a shirt on the red say the terrapins which is a type of turtle we come on man you think we didn't pick this up you right there in for this and he has some pictures of turtles hanging on the wall also there seemed to be a turtle motif this season or maybe there's a bit of foreshadowing going on morgan is a ninja turtle now and a couple of weeks ago enid ate a turtle maybe she has to kill morgan later in the series in order to survive somehow i'm probably reaching but you never know yeah you reaching anyway keep up the good work uh, i love these recap episodes no one else does it like you guys and i don't think anyone ever will can't wait for next week p.s morgan's gonna end up getting everybody killed by keeping that wolf alive and trying to rehabilitate him it's gonna be his fault that ricky's babies dies Ooh, and he's gonna she's gonna say black daddy how could you let this happen to me yeah i was actually thinking about that because isn't isn't morgan staying with rick and them uh he is but i i think that house he's keeping her keeping that it's dude a different in house, is yeah. a different house but yeah, even but still I, yeah, i could that dude that would be really appropriate because they foreshadowed it mm-hmm. with the creighton barn store i mean <laughs> creighton barns with the creighton dallas what uh what wilton whatever story mm-hmm. that that dude could get out get free and just be so petty that he goes and kills that baby because mm-hmm. that, that baby's in his house yep uh turk writes in hi guys i just discovered your show three weeks ago via the black ass hashtag they walking great show i love i look forward to your thoughts for the rest of the season i love 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 this episode morgan got the most polite ass whooping of all time maybe if my granny had given me that type of enlightened white people whooping instead of the old school black beat down maybe i would not be the bitch i am today oh lord <laughs> but all jokes aside what what is setting the blocking dead apart from other shows today is the superb quality of the writing my favorite characteristic of this show writing is how they explore a recurring theme over multiple storylines with different characters and they are so good at it that they can even use a red shirt who we should care nothing about to make their point i may have been in my feelings because i was at a bar watching the show alone uh but i was so moved by eastman's story what really got what well, i do can act to be mm-hmm. honest He's i mean a real good actor. basically you got two motherfuckers that can act acting for 90 minutes like to me the difference between this and that age of the shield story is that i felt Gemma was acting circles around that dude with this joint it felt like they were fucking playing like high speed uh ping pong like when you see oh yeah two motherfuckers that are really good at ping pong and it it, it transcends from geeky to good like when you're like these motherfuckers good that's how it felt with me in this acting i was like yo these motherfuckers are really bouncing off each other damn they can act oh uh, yeah the acting is superb yeah mm-hmm. and it was 90 minutes which 
yeah if you would have told me this shit was gonna be about two people for 90 minutes i'll be like i don't know if they gonna be able to hold that down but it worked for me uh it flew by i watched it twice uh you know and obviously the age of the shield joint was still the shit i mean i'm not shitting on that i yeah, love that episode that's my favorite episode ever. you know what I, yeah. you know what i figured out uh, I, I figured this out when i watched it the second time um i think the biggest problem again for me my whole thing was i didn't really care mm-hmm. i i kind of knew how morgan got to where he was mm-hmm. and seeing it was okay but i could have gone without it i think the thing for most people though is something that happens a lot with a show like walking dead there's so much time between when we get this episode and when we actually really last saw Morgan, when you think about it, right? I don't think the impact that this episode ha- should have had um, was there for people because they so much. We've it was like what two seasons ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. Like with the Asian Shield thing, it just happened. Like it was last in the last season with the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Then we start the season dealing with Gemma. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's still fresh in your mind. I think people forgot how far. How far down and, and, and into his mind Morgan got because it was so many seasons ago. Well, also they can do more. To be honest, mm-hmm. like Ages of Shield is like we can tell this story. It's on another planet with a fucking ghost alien, right? Like you know what I mean? Like try like we got fucking time travel shit. Mm-hmm. Like they like they get to do more with that story that you right. know you can't do if they would have. Like, <laughs> you, you, I, I you, you made you made a planet. You made they made a planet a character. Right. You can't you can't do that with The Walking Dead. And so <laughs> having that time between seasons for a lot of people, because what I found is a lot of people don't remember shows as much as, as well they think they do. Right. right. That's and, right. And, and and especially with with live tweeting today, people miss all this. All people the miss shit. things. People miss shit in the same season. Yep. Yes, so when they you're do. when you're asking people to remember. Just like people are like, man, like this hard season. I've seen people go, man, why is Morgan acting this way? And I'm like, right, because that nigga was crazy before. Most of the I, like he tried to stab, he did stab Rick. He stabbed right. Rick, and most of the time, what's funny is, out when someone has a complaint about this show, which is the mark of a good show in my opinion. When they mm-hmm. do have a complaint about the show, it's honestly just something they missed. Right, right. like most of the time, it's just like, yeah, well, they, you know, like when people were like, how they have all those zombies in those trailers. And then they fucking surprised them, and they didn't even hear the zombies. Like, well, if you look in there, they had padding to soundproof the trailers. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking like they think of a lot of shit. It's hard to catch them slipping. Um. Yeah. So this person says, uh, uh, Turk goes on to say, um, uh, at a time he should have been mourning it and with and receiving support for his friends and family. Oh, what really got to me was that this man was so driven by so much anger and hatred, he wasted his final relatively happy days on the planet. A time when he should have been mourning with and receiving support of friends and family, he wasted on a piece of trash that was likely going to die horribly anyway, and for what? To end up alone when the world, uh, as he knew it, ended? Morgan could have received that lesson from another person who had a hand in their own suffering because all he sees is how Rick stays winning in spite of the odds. I'm very impressed after the diversity The Walking Dead has used in exploring the theme. You need loved ones in the end because that will determine if you are living or just alive. We saw the difference it makes when you're surrounded by loved ones. We saw how it changed Michonne from a mute to a warm, funny person. Yeah, she has, yeah, not enough has given, not enough credit has been given to the acting job she's done, by the way. Yeah, yeah we for, again, that's another one you forget. You forget she didn't used to speak. She, At didn't all. Speak. she just didn't. And remember when she tried to go back to just 
getting two zombies mm-hmm. tying them on chains and walking and then she just fucking lost it like nah i have to go find rick and carl mm-hmm. um it changed daryl from a redneck cracker to sensitive strong-willed emo it gave carol confidence after losing her child that when the same situation broke morgan we also saw how lack of love can make you into a monster even if you're just a regular person martin told tyrese he was trying just surviving with a bunch of assholes it makes it makes sense since the uh termites just went about everything as if it was just business joe's group of baby rapists were the same baby rapists uh i know a lot of people will complain about the episode because viewers can be really lazy and only rely on action instead of using their time to explore the many layers of everything that's presented i say fuck them well it'll be back next week like that's my thing is this show one of the things about this show that's really underrated is that they do three to four different types of episodes every Mm -hmm. season and i don't think they get enough credit for that because they do all of them well like even if it's not your thing it's not your thing but it's not like it, they just go about it haphazardly. Right. Like, Next week they'll be on to something else. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, like I said, this is not my favorite episode. I like I, I could have right. done without it. But it's not like, oh well, man, you know that The Walking Dead is going down the hill. I'm like. Oh no, they'll be back next week and it'll be an episode that I actually enjoy. So, right. okay, yeah. you know, we'll, it's just. We'll get right happens. back to action. Like, right. and they got money now, so, you know, we'll get less of these episodes, I think, in the future because they do have money. Mm-hmm. They, matter of fact, uh, by the way, good news, got extended to season seven. This, already? This like three, four episodes in, they're already extended <laughs> to season seven. Yeah. Like, yeah right reviews right that was like we ain't fucking around y'all yeah one thing one thing that i thought was, was also good um and it's the contrast i mean this is why they put this episode here yeah so the episode before this you get um you know uh, uh carol yeah being all like gung-ho and killing all these people and you know doing all this stuff but you forget at the end of that people were talking about how gangster carol is Remember at the end of the episode, she, she was kind of fucked up. Yeah, she mm-hmm. broke down. She broke down because she's 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 basically, if you think about it, in a way, she's kind of becoming a little bit like Morgan. Well, Morgan told to- her the same thing that that dude told him. Like Morgan ain't a fucking got a degree, but he, you know, he was like, right. uh, "You don't like it. Mm-hmm. You don't like killing Carol. You know, like." And he's right. Nobody likes doing it. They have to. Right. Uh, and that's one thing I think that. Like I said, there's a balance that needs to happen between Morgan and Rick's group. Like, Morgan needs to realize that sometimes motherfucker you need to kill. Right. But then the same thing with them. Rick they got to realize that you right. can't be... You can't, you can't go down too far down that... that pulling, a gun, pulling a gun on everybody and shit. <laughs> in the whole town. Uh, right. I, I say fuck him. I hope The Walking Dead never gives into stupidity. goes for the cheap thrill. That will be the point where the show jumps to shark. Peace and hair grease to Turk. Thanks, Turk. Thank you. Uh, Adrian says, Walking Dead thoughts... Hi, Rod Karen and guest. This week I'm writing about Rod's comment on the show's predictability, which has been mentioned in relation to Is Glenn Dead? Well, yeah, I'm saying if, if everyone's going, of course he's not dead, then, and he, and then he turns out to not be dead, that, that would mean they've gone to that well too many times. Like you, you weren't even shocked. No, like there's no level they can go to where you'll be like, oh, he's dead. So yeah, I hope he's dead for the show's sake, cause I can't even imagine how like y'all think y'all gonna be cool with it and i'm telling you a lot of people are gonna be like i'm actually not cool with this mm-hmm. yeah. uh the first three episodes of the season were all fast-paced and big the walking dead had usually had a good season opener sometimes uh stronger and sometimes weaker second episode always a slower paced third episode reprieve obviously this season 
they have just broken the, that uh, that predictable pace using usually the 90 minute episodes are the most fast-paced heart-wrenching a main cast member dies or deals this time they slowed down for the 90 minute episode it still has a fast 90 minute was a fast 90 minutes and it wasn't 45 minute wolf invasion pace it seemed like they are trying to break up predictability even of what uh to expect at what part of the season not just the who's gonna die in the season breaking finales everything else that i like to hear you discuss this particular episode are all pretty big things and i'll, I'll likely you'll discuss anyway thank you for reading the email and great recaps have a lovely week thank you know what the you. thing about the the way they're doing the season that i really like i love that <clears throat> outside of this episode mm-hmm. the way they've been doing it is you get like we got that that episode with hey what's that sound oh now we're gonna go back and we're gonna see uh what was going on in alexandria mm-hmm. while the that other group the, the main group was trying to deal with the zombies like right. the way they're doing that i don't think they've done really at least not this long because mm-hmm. it'll probably be about four or five episodes because i think the next episode is probably gonna be the same way yeah you're gonna find out what rick and them have been like so the way they're doing that i think is a way for them like like she said to bring up this predictability in the season and and keep you in, and keep you intrigued you're like okay you got it's not linear anymore which i right. i think is really great for they've the also sped up the pacing tremendously with yes, this they like have. not mm-hmm. much time has passed Mm-mm. exactly like oh you know because it's like we've got we're gonna get probably a whole season's worth half a season worth of episodes where it's just been a couple days mm-hmm. uh miss like, oh, go ahead i'm gonna say even this episode basically takes place while glenn is getting eaten yeah he's mm-hmm. telling a story <laughs> right uh meanwhile the walkers are getting hungry again uh <laughs> hashtag they walking he's not here uh by our girl miss smart think pretty smart from uh whiskey water moonshine hi karen and rod this is an awesome episode still i don't trust anything the riders present to me at this point i believe eastman was a serial killer prior to the z-pop uh might have been evident it would be interesting if he was actually the guy he was actually creating creighton barn he, that would uh, right. that would have been dope <laughs> creighton dallas wilton that would have been dope yeah. uh evidence a white man in the deep woods living in a cabin equipped for off the grid living solar panels on the roof with a goat out front a graveyard out back and a cage in his living room one or two one ah! or two one or two of those things he could have been a regular dude but he has an entire serial killer suit toolkit all in all of his the ids were his trophies they belong to people he kidnapped abused starved etc the picture on the wall another trophy created by one of his captives the goat was his boo thing i saw how he looked at that goat yeah he fucked that goat ah he was lying to morgan because he had moved on from basic cruelty to mental manipulation serial killers tend to escalate uh <laughs> i feel like that's a de-escalation but okay <laughs> like if you told me hey man i'm about to fucking cruelly sadistically kill you or i'm gonna fuck with your mind i'll be like uh you can fuck with my mind i'm okay with that uh oh and yes the case did make my inner hotel come out i couldn't help it but i understand if you guys were able to resist uh keyword the good work the game needs y'all think pretty smart yeah a nigga sent me a column said i've had it with the walking dead over how it portrays black men Mm-mm. by thaddeus house yeah i read it i'm mm. glad you did because i wouldn't yeah no nigga no no this like this show of all shows is so fucking sensitive to the portrayals of black men in my opinion Mm -hmm. because they don't just have the hood nigga the uh the the former drug dealer gangster the fucking violent uh uh stereotype that 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 is violent for no reason yeah like they actually are like yo let's just write these characters with some nuance and perspective and make them sensitive and it's okay like i understand people think 
oh this person has a flaw all the characters have flaws mm-hmm. well that's the problem that i've been seeing with black people watching some of these shows like black nerds watching these shows they they don't want characters that have flaws or or tropes or stereotypes but i'm like what's left other than the perfect negro like that doesn't exist other problem right. too is everybody thinks when they watch these shows as an audience member everybody thinks that in the real zombie apocalypse they'd be a rick grimes right mm-hmm. there's a lot I, of gabriel's most of it's gonna be gabriel I, I know actually I'm die. you know what my problem is rick's fucked up yes he is Why, like just because he's the main character doesn't mean he's not fucked up oh that nigga's crazy right mm-hmm. so i don't even understand like if rick was black people would still be like why they gotta make the brother the one pull out his gun on everybody y'all would be unhappy with anybody just because they're black so no mm-hmm. i will not entertain your held up theories i'm sorry yeah uh walking dead recap show what's up from the emerald city i've really been enjoying you guys walking dead recaps then again i've loved all the recap shows even when you did true blood damn you're a trooper as much as <laughs> as much as y'all hated it your recaps actually made that sad sad show fun again so well you know what thanks man so needless to say these walking day walking recaps are making an already great show even better you guys always catch stuff that i miss and karen's perspectives are so spot on that i believe she would last a hell of a lot longer in this epoch than she gives herself credit for <laughs> maybe, maybe even a whole week oh a whole week uh, i might take that first of all first off i totally agree with you on the glenn situation i don't like being teased either so i hope this is a one-time thing i might catch heat for this but i need for glenn to be dead he nah you can catch no heat from me but doesn't bother me oh i know chris won't either so yeah good nope. good job today buddy he did <laughs> Die, eat his mm. ribs he doesn't bother me and maggie doesn't bother me either but them as a couple they are a liability yes when they were single they were open but them as a couple are being too secretive hiding too much shit but if i'm being honest love period in the z pocket is a liability yeah i'm not it's not about the secrets and shit i don't care about that i care about when they put the whole group at risk because they try to get back to each other i don't like that shit uh something fell off about this current episode haven't seen it it feels like there's no more morgan left but only the spirit of the cheese man who lives in morgan yeah yeah well he was crazy i say that because it feels like morgan has adapted this man's entire worldview as opposed to mixing it with his own old morgan would kill everyone new morgan kills no one it seems like maybe real morgan would have found a mixture of the old and the new views there is a time to kill and there's a time to let live that what was missing was a cheese man's perspective was that if a nigga try to kill you if you don't kill them first then you will have to live the rest of your life looking over your shoulder then well <laughs> well the one time that happened to him he actually did not spend the rest of his life looking over his shoulder uh-huh. spent 47 days looking into a fucking cell <laughs> then at the end of the show i thought it was turning into how morgan got his groove back because when that wolf nigga said i gotta kill you your mama your greasy grandmama everybody that live in alexandria including the children's and the babies morgan picked up that stick like he got his groove back then that nigga walked out and let that wolf boy live that seemed weird to me and that wasn't enough to wake up old morgan if anything would have woke his ass up i think that would have made a been a wake-up calling for that reason i think old morgan's gone for good anyway love the show thanks for your great perspectives thank, thank you. you only a couple more left uh ninja monkey aquarium says hello miss karen and rod i think morgan watched that church of scientology documentary going clear <laughs> and completely misunderstood what it was about none of my clients care to talk about this week's episode they all were mad that 
uh is glenn the is glenn dad question wasn't answered i hope that morgan plans on teaching everyone how to use a staff i still don't understand why they don't have a cross training program if it was up to me michelle, uh, michelle and morgan would be teaching classes at least three times a week they of course would build in some fatal flaw to the technique they teach because you can't be arming potential enemies with too much knowledge yes rod and miss karen i do understand that i will have high rates of sore ratchetness in my area but it is a zombie apocalypse and at least the towns people can be useful i think carol is like rick's master of spies she's starting from the bottom now so she got to get the dirt done herself i think that's over by the way i think everyone knows carol's a badass now and and if they don't they're gonna be talking about it right most of my dead you're right well i think also like how much more can carol take right like i I think she's like that last thing she she switched as much as she you know can 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 be a badass i think she kind of also likes kind of getting back to that for a while that she liked getting back to that whole housewife deal and cooking and things like that like i don't know if she can keep i don't know if carol can keep doing that me neither uh last thing what kind of vehicle would you want to have in the zombie apocalypse love the show y'all stay awesome uh probably like a a rv or some shit or i mean what i say rv uh are you a rv or suv i'm not i don't want no little ass car motorcycle any of that shit Mm, she get pushed over by the zombies no thank you y'all got something i can sleep in so yeah Yeah. the rv or the yeah uh a day walking stick uh cecil writes in love this episode didn't feel like an hour and a half long it was very engaging the actor that plays morgan has a way of shining on screen it's hard not to be interested in anything he does or says he pulls you in few observations by the way that was really what they relied on and uh i think it paid off for him because you can always bet on lenny james mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like if nothing else like if they would have tried to do that about like say glenn i would have been like man mm-hmm. the fuck is this shit mm-hmm. lenny james be acting uh even during the z park white people can't go without their precious cheese i know dr oh. phil means well but i want him dr <laughs> phil he would have had working in that cage you now what your problem is is you don't have the sense that god gave a bullfrog oh lord <laughs> you're like school on a hot summer day no class <laughs> uh but i wanted <laughs> but i wanted him gone the days of all life is precious and non-violence are gone it will and has gotten people hurt right tyrese you kill or be killed mr white man i wonder if dr phil knew there wasn't a cure knew people like shank well fucking morgan told him it wasn't a cure pointless acts uh the governor the wolves the terminus were out there he would be preaching that peace shit yeah he clearly has no experience outside of that but keep in mind his life fell to shit before this even started mm-hmm. so i don't think he's that he's not nearly as optimistic as he looked uh one has to imagine he kicked that way of thinking to the curve enjoy y'all show and commentary okay and the last one hello rod karen and chris oh shit this episode of walking dead was, in there. yeah <laughs> sometimes they write in late this episode of walking dead was pretty good i enjoyed it but not as much as i enjoyed clear yeah yeah that you know what i didn't think about that earlier you're absolutely right i enjoy clear more than this mm-hmm. well he fucking stabbed rick man listen <laughs> lenny james like that's how good clear is that it made me need this episode right i was like how the fuck are you not crazy oh you different crazy okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm still crazy you, you you know what it is you're he's that 
that that serial killer who goes to prison and then finds Jesus all of a sudden. Right. And it's like, oh no, I I I done repented and and I'm fine now and I just give everything to the Lord now. I'm like, motherfucker, you're just yeah. a different kind of crazy. Yeah. You know? This is a this is a new you you bought some new shit. Right. That that will always be my favorite Morgan episode. After watching this episode, it feels like Morgan was sold a bag of goods from a guy who only got his all lives matter bullshit after he got his revenge. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure if Morgan 100% believes it himself, but he was in bad shape when he met with Eastman because I can see that he struggles with those choices. I think he's, he'll really struggle with it throughout the remainder of the season if he lives. I think the big difference between Morgan and Glenn, even though they are both pacifists, is that I've never seen Glenn judge anyone killing yeah that's true well i don't know if that's true or not i I honestly can't remember i feel like glenn's done a couple really did we had to kill them people it moves and i just forgot about it uh morgan was judging the hell out of rick for killing carter and he got preachy about it that's only going to go so far before he finds out uh, finds himself on the end of rick's red machete i really hope morgan grabbed a hold of common sense for a moment and killed that wolf because that dude will be back eve yeah i don't know a lot of people are saying it's gonna turn out of rick versus morgan i think if it does it's not gonna happen for it's not gonna happen because jeff philosophically opposed it's gonna happen because um morgan's been fucking up enough to where rick's like yo this shit gotta stop i i, I don't even think it'll come down to rick versus morgan i think it's what's gonna be interesting to me is everyone else that's in alexandria right now mm-hmm is going more towards Rick except for Morgan. He's going to end up being the outcast for not just Rick, for everyone. I mean, shit, even Gabriel was going was going to be trained by fucking C, young C murder. Right. Yes. So it was like, you know, like, it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somebody else who, mm, good who, who ends up butting his. Like, it, it, I, I don't want to make it a black thing, but it could be Michonne. Yeah, yeah. It could be anybody. I, I feel like those people would side with rick though but yeah i know what you mean it could be anybody i i just and also it might not even be from within the group i don't everybody keeps saying it's gonna have to be from within the group but right i don't think they're gonna keep doing the same shit that they've been doing since season one i think exactly now we're on these outside threats and it's time to see what the new outside threats will do um but uh there will be a reckoning though because morgan is fucking up like mm-hmm. it's gotta happen because rick saw that applesauce dog Right. right um like everybody spoil it but like the the whole i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it here yeah. but the whole like how what, what really happens to glim in the, glim yeah. the combos i'm like you do realize they got a bunch of characters that somebody else could take that, take e- that easily, role. easily easily so there's that guys right uh all right man um let's let's do one guess the race so we can get this ad in. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that is time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all across the globe, and we ask our contestant today, Chris, from the Movie Trailer Reviews podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they are racist. Um, Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something that really goes a long way in the zombie apocalypse. A good shave. That's right, Morgan was looking like a straight-up savage until he shaved and got that line up right got that scruff off of his face got him a bow staff and a clean shirt well that's my morning ritual every day 
including the bow shaft and the clean shirt oh lord and i start i started all at the same place bevel that's right this this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system design simply for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps bevel wants to do a keto on your face so just go to getbevel.com and use code tbgwt you get 20 percent off your first month at getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com all facial hair matters all facial hair matters uh a stag reveler woke up after a big night out with a life-size tattoo of a pair of ray-ban sunglasses inked onto White. his face all right uh <laughs> all right let's check the chat room on that one Sorry, uh, that don't even worry about finishing okay listen i went to a white college i understand <laughs> they tattooed his face why tattoo man like y'all couldn't just write it on there and permanent mark it or something because white people escalate shit man <laughs> damn uh so anyway uh milk white frat boy prank white uh wait to uh see this motherfucker's picture dog he not even young dog this is so fucked up it was at a bachelor party Look at that <laughs> yeah correct answer is white you yeah you can't come on dog <laughs> hey man we ain't have much time i had to get it over with uh, yeah uh, i know but that's good y'all I'm just saying, that, <laughs> i just oh, like man. that i knew you would call it right away anyway so i'm just <laughs> like we can get this one over we can go straight to sore ratchetness hey, uh, you had me as tag reveler but i couldn't get it out past <laughs> oh lord <laughs> uh all right and then of course sore ratchetness uh all right go to my sword articles And that's what's gonna happen to Glenn. Uh, <laughs> a Pacific Junction man has been charged with attempting to engage in vigilante justice in response to a Sunday shooting incident that has created turmoil in a western Iowa town. Uh, Liam Russell Whitehouse, guess the race. Oh my god, will you see this motherfucker's picture? Uh, Chris, you in the chat, right? Yeah. Hey man, y'all have to see this dude's picture. Uh, alright, I put it up just now. Oh god! Oh. <laughs> oh come on! What the son. hell has happened with this pig? Why he got fucking, that any hair? He's like Jonah Hill or something. It, yo, he really got the ginger joke fro, yo. <laughs> yo this is got... amazing. Liam Russell Whitehouse, twenty years old, faces the charge of carrying a weapon and going armed with intent. After police found a BB gun and a samurai sword in a car he was driving at about nine forty-five p.m. Sunday, Whitehouse was pulled over just hours after sh- a shooting in Glenwood stemmed from a fight between a group of teenagers and young adults and family members of the glenwood high school principal richard hutchinson at 5:45 p.m fight the the fight oh wait the 5:45 p.m fight left hutchinson his stepson hurl beecham a former des moines north, north and iowa state basketball player and colton mcdaniel in the hospital and an attorney for mcdaniel 21 said tuesday that beecham shot his client through the legs during a fight that was possibly triggered by a racial epithet oh this motherfucker called somebody n-word oh mm. shit a Wednesday morning news release from Mills County attorney Tricia McSorley said White House made a statement on Facebook after the shooting seeking vigilante justice. 
the facebook post said it was a call to arms and urged people to meet at city, the city's glenwood lake park 9 30 p.m according to the criminal complaint the facebook post ended with the words ride or die mm. this little motherfucker he was talking about some ride or die on facebook are you serious come, come on come on dude authorities made a traffic stop at his vehicle a half mile from his house and found the weapon under the driver's seat the bb gun was modeled after it looked similar to a luger handgun the complaint said white house is a close friend of the mcdaniels and they learned about the post after receiving a report uh from the county's communication center he told mcsorley told journalists tuesday they believe the altercation between the family and the group was an isolated incident but has prompted reaction in the community from people calling for vigilante justice the prosecutor said her office intends to charge any person who relax who reacts illegally and he could face up to seven years in prison all right man time to go live tweet arrow uh everybody go fuck with chris over at movie trailer reviews.net please do um and uh follow him on twitter insanity report um make sure you check the blackouttips.com i'll have the trailer for the new audio album that's coming out and uh we'll also be doing balls deep friday and feedback on saturday and make sure you go to get bevel.com until then i love you i love you too oh wait hold up yes one thing if you guys are in the dc dmv area on saturday myself uh movie trailer reviews uh jay from the those nerds brandon uh, phenom from where's my 40 acres and then dj fusion mary from um fusebox radio we're going to be at dc Podfest doing a panel saturday 3 p.m uh go to dc Podfest. i think it's dot com or something like that you can put mm-hmm. that in there the panel is uh not all podcasters are white so if you're in the area come out and see us yeah go support them man for real dog so they do so much for us and we you know we all family over here man so Mm -hmm. go represent all right man we'll be back later until then um peace and uh karen i love you i love you too